0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special uh, dual broadcast today. We're live at ZoomIntoBooks.com with our friends from Headline Books, a great uh, publisher and longtime uh, ally of Alamedia Strategies. And we're also broadcasting our Big Time Talker podcast on all the podcast platforms. You know, we have new episodes that drop every Tuesday at Spotify, Apple, iTunes, iHeart. Wherever you get your podcast, if you like what you hear, tell a friend and spread the word and subscribe for those new episodes. Uh, Today, it's an interesting show. I'm really excited about this. I might even say I am psyched to do this conversation (laughs) because we're talking with a psychic medium who's uh, zooming in all the way from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Barbara Bandel is the author of my most memorable psychic readings and personal stories. Barbara, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: There are going to be lots of questions that will likely come in on our our Facebook chat today. Um, if you have a question that you would like us to ask Barbara and, and uh, see if she can sort of reach around the globe and, and give you some answers, um, I'm sure she would be happy to do that. Um, a, a large part of your work, as I've read about you, is that you, as a psychic medium, have a connection to to the other side, that you're able to speak with with folks who have passed on. Um, yes. We're doing this electronically. I'm in the United States. You're in the Netherlands. If somebody sends a chat message and says, hey, I want to speak to a deceased relative, how does that actually work? And what do you need to do to make that happen?
1: I need a photo. I need a photo and then I can connect and then I get all sort of in- information about that person. So I do need a photo.
0: Okay. So if uh if you would like to, to find out more about what Barbara does and, and you want to send a photo over, uh Barbara's website I have here is dot com. If um if I could, I want to sort of roll back to the beginning because it's a fascinating subject. How old were you when you knew that you had this sixth sense that, and, and that everyone didn't have it?
1: Yes, I was seven, and um, <clears throat> I walked home from school with my best friend, and we uh, saw a man, and he tried to lure us in his car. So we told our parents, and uh, they called the police, and the next day we had to... Um, explain how he looked, what he did, what he said. And at the end, I also had to look at photos. And my friend was in another room. So we were separated. Right. And I didn't know that the minute I look at a photo and I concentrate, I get a lot of information. And that happened when the police officer said, can you look at these photos to see if you can recognize this man? So I got all sorts of information, and it it scared the living daylights out of me because I had never felt such dark energy with people because they were um child molesters and pedophiles. So I never knew something like that existed. So that was really scary.
0: That's a tough way to learn that you have this kind of yeah. gift. What uh, do you do? You know what happened with this guy who, who tried to lure you into his car. Was he taken away to jail, and was he a, a bad guy?
1: He was a bad guy, but he had a wig on and a weird cap and 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 huge sunglasses. So I don't think he's ever caught. I hope he is, but I don't think so.
0: I've I've read before that uh, that everyone has this gift, but. Yes. Most of us don't develop it. So you discovered that you had this at seven. Well, you know, what do you do? Do you tell your parents or do you think that you're crazy? What, you know, what, what was the next thing that happened along the, in the timeline?
1: Um, why I asked my friend when I was seven, if she saw or felt anything and I looked up to her and she said, no, I didn't feel or see anything. So I thought I'm crazy. Because young children, they always blame themselves. Right. And somehow deep inside, I felt that I, I, it was right. I, I, I felt what I felt and I saw what I saw. But at the same time, I um, well, I got scared too that something was wrong with my brain. So I, very, I became quiet and silent. And um, my parents did notice, but I didn't tell anyone. And I had a lot of nightmares and trouble sleeping, um, panic attacks, um, hyperventilating. And that lasted quite a while.
0: Can you turn it off or is it always there?
1: It's always there. I, I always say I am my work when I'm uh, not working, not working. And I have to tell Someone, something. Uh, I will get the information, no matter where I am—in the plane or uh, in a bar. Doesn't matter.
0: Is it—is it a cacophony of lots of different voices, all at the same time? Is it one? It's one. Person? It's one.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm. Yeah, I made the decision that I always want my guides to be the filter, because there are spirits who. Uh, they don't have good intentions, so I want my guides to be the filter, so it's always my guides guides telling me things.
0: Are there things that, that the rest of us can do to develop that gift, or could you tell us how you oh, yes. develop your gift?
1: Well, we're all born with that, but when we learn how to use our common sense and our ego grows when we're about six, seven, eight, um, then these these gifts go into the background, but you can meditate, uh, you can uh, go on a course to develop uh, your intuition, and then it will all come back. It's never gone. We just we forget how to use it. That's all.
0: Barbara Bandela is our gift, uh, our guest today on the Big Time Talker podcast and Zoom into Books. Her book is called My Most Memorable. Psychic readings and personal stories. It's available at uh, bookstores everywhere, Amazon.com, and you can also pick it up at her website, BarbaraTheMedium.com. And there's a lot of, of really cool, interesting stuff on the website. Um, so you're in, you going through school. You get to high school. You, you know, graduate from high school. At what point do you decide this is how I'm going to make a living? And what what kinds of jobs did you do before? this became your calling?
1: I tried to have normal jobs. I was a secretary. I worked um, for Apple in the Netherlands. Okay. And uh, we had to, when, when the new Apple Macintosh came out, we had to carry it with two people. That's how old I am. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> um, but, no
0: judgment, Barbara, no judgment.
1: No. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, so I, I tried to have normal jobs, but everywhere I went, I had to give messages and I love to do that. I could really feel my, my heart was into it. And um, so I gave readings for free in the beginning and then friends from friends from friends wanted a reading too. And then I decided now I'm going to make it my profession like for real and and let people pay me because I was so busy right away with readings. I
0: would imagine it would impact your life in that way, you know, where people find out that you can do this, they're they're going to be drawn to that. But I also would imagine it may make it somewhat difficult to have normal uh, relationships, whether it's romantic relationships or Mm -hmm. relationship with with your supervisor at work when you have this thing that everyone else doesn't have. Did you find that it was difficult for some relationships?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Friendships, some um, female friends, I found out they only wanted to, to be with me because I could give free advice, free readings all the time. And yeah, in love relationships, some people, they back off right away when I say what I do because they think I can see everything. So I guess they had a lot to hide.
0: (laughs) Do you ever get it wrong? Do you ever, you know, get an intuition, as you call it, or a sixth sense about something and and you're totally off base? Does that ever happen?
1: No, the, the, the difficulty is time. That's something that's hard to pin down. What do you mean Some by people
0: that?
1: well, people want to know um what will happen between now and a week, or when will I get a baby in which month, what day? sometimes I do get that, but uh, I can be off because time time doesn't exist in the universe um so I decided the day I die i'm going to bring a calendar and again everything to give psychics. <laughs> Time and the exact day and time, because people want to know it, but that's hard to pinpoint
0: when i I was skipping through your book, um you've got a story in there. I think it's the first chapter um that yeah. really hit home for me. Uh, you know, like most Americans of a certain age, I remember exactly where I was on September eleventh, two thousand and one. Um, yeah, and you tell a really touching story about a firefighter who was killed at the world Trade center and and yeah. you thought he was a fireman from the Netherlands, which is where you're based in Amsterdam. Yes. Tell us about that story. That's an amazing thing that happened to you. And it really touched me.
1: It still touches me too. Um, I am used that, that spirits visit me before someone comes for a reading or before someone calls me. I'm used to that. So this firefighter, he was standing in front of me and, um, He was smiling and then he went away. So I thought that someone would come for a reading about him. But the months went by and nobody came. And at some point after many months, he started to talk to me. He said his first name. And, you know, he had something about him that was so genuine and trustworthy. And he was very charismatic also. So I thought, wow. Um, he also started to talk about that he died with several colleagues and you must understand that spirits talk the language of the medium that comes in handy when I have like a a spirit from China. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So he was talking in Dutch. In Dutch. Dutch, Yes. They, they talk the, the language of the medium. Okay. So he was talking that he died with several colleagues And I was thinking, when was there a big fire in the Netherlands that killed several firefighters? I didn't know. And then um, after it was a couple of years, he revealed to me that he was in one of the Twin Towers on 9-11. And I was in complete shock. I was, here I go again, I'm still touched by it. I was so shocked because I didn't connect the dots. I thought he was Dutch and he has an English name, but there are more people in Holland who have an English uh, first name. Right. So, and then he asked me from my point of view to do the impossible, to contact his wife. And then he was gone. And I thought, how am I supposed to do this? I only have his first name. Sure. Sure. And then uh, my best friend, she's, uh, she was, he, he's diseased. Um, She was a journalist and I told her the story and she said, do you think you would recognize him if you saw a photo of him? And I said, absolutely. So she found a website with all the diseased firefighters and she gave me the link. And I was so nervous to click on the link and look at all these friendly faces. So I scrolled down, I couldn't find him, and I scrolled page after page, all these faces. And then suddenly I found him. I found him, and he looked exactly the same as when he showed himself to me. And I saw his complete name. I finally knew his name. Right. So with, with his last name, uh, I could contact, I could locate his, his, his wife. You Uh, have
0: to to do that, though, right? I mean, that's a very, obviously, very sensitive thing. She didn't come to you for a reading. You're halfway around the globe. I'm sure it was crackpots before that that tried to do all sorts
1: of things. So, exactly, exactly. I was so scared. So in the beginning, I I said uh, no. I'm not going to do this. I'm. I'm. I was scared to hurt her, and. It, was, it took me so long. And then my friend said, but what if he's not visiting you all these years for nothing? So I gathered all my courage and I asked my guides, oh, please, please tell me that I'm not hurting her. And I didn't know what to say. What, what was I supposed to write on Facebook? Hi, I'm Barbara from the Netherlands. You don't know me, but I have contact with your husband for many years. Yeah. Um, but finally, oh, I wrote her a very short email and she didn't respond. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. And it took her a year to respond and I was so happy she responded. And so she wanted to know what her husband said to me. And I kept all my um, notes, everything he told me, so I could finally give my notes to her. And she said, she answered me very quickly and she said there was another psychic in California and she gave me the exact information you gave me and she told me other stories and they are very private so I, I kind of want to protect her I understand but but they were mind blowing I thought what so she was very happy that I, I wrote to her and I I think I think about them every week, and especially now in the last week with September 11. I think it's so difficult because, well, I'm in the Netherlands; it's not even my country. But we all know where we were, and 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 he's such a kind man. And what really touched my heart was that he traveled around the world to find psychics to contact his wife that's true love that's true love it really exists i have to take a sip of water
0: it's an amazing story barbara Bandel is our guest today her book is my most memorable psychic readings <laughs> and personal stories and you can find mm-hmm. her online at barbara the medium.com barbara the medium.com if you have a question uh, and you're watching us live uh, now during the live broadcast, you can always jump into our Facebook chat and, and send it in, and we'll be happy to, to ask Barbara those questions. Uh, she did note that if, if you'd like someone uh, you'd like her to contact or see if she has information on a deceased relative, you'll need to send a photo uh, to her, and, and you can do that at barbarathemedium.com. Um, here's a question from uh, a viewer and listener. Barbara, when you do psychic readings, have you ever encountered demons or angels?
1: Angels, yes. Demons, no. Not during a psychic reading. I did encounter a demon once in a house, but never during a reading. I ask my guides, keep anything away from me, uh, especially during readings, because the information can be so off. Uh, keep everything away from me that can be harmful
0: when you um when you do these and you've i'm sure done hundreds thousands of readings at this point um, mm-hmm. are there still oh wow moments where the information that you get uh when you you know see someone from the other side is so specific that it, it, you know, it's an oh wow moment for you where it, it, you're just yeah. blown away by the specificity of, of that information or the person you're doing the reading for just can't believe that it's right on the nose to that point?
1: Oh yes, it happens, well, every reading actually when when a diseased loved one comes through um, and they say congratulations with your baby things like that and I don't know that my client just had a baby, things like that. I mean, that just blows me away. And that's why I love this work.
0: Sure. What about when it's information that, that they don't want to know necessarily? If, if someone comes to you and I, I don't know, maybe they say, is, you know, is, is my husband or wife faithful? And, or, Mm -hmm. you know, did did this happen to a deceased relative or or whatever that bad information is? What do you do with that? How do you deal with that?
1: I'm always honest. And that means that sometimes people aren't happy with the answer. Right. But having said that, the guides always come with an explanation why things are happening. Why is your partner uh, unfaithful? Um, Why did you meet? Why did this happen to you? So you get like a really thorough, deep um, explanation why things are happening. And that can help. That can help when you get news you really don't want. But sometimes people get angry. But I I have to say what I hear. I'm not going to say things you want to hear because that's no good. I want clients for life not clients who are happy. And then it turns out that I was completely wrong.
0: Right, right, right. Um, I, I can wrap my head around the um, the sixth sense piece of what you do as a psychic medium, but it's a different, I guess, skill set, this, this intuition that you have about the living. So can you explain sort of the different two things and, and how maybe they are completely different or maybe there's a, a, a link between the two?
1: Yeah, they're intertwined, and so you mean my, like my work life, and is that what you mean?
0: Well, so so I understand that, that you do talk to the deceased, or they talk to yes. you more specifically, um, but you also have an intuition about things that have nothing to do with with folks who have passed to the other side, you know? Yeah,
1: and when I um, doubt my intuition, I always ask my guides, and they confirm or they say no that was your fear or your ego. Um, so I, I always check.
0: So they help guide you. So someone comes to you and yes. says, um, you know, am I going to have success in my career in the next five years? Or will I get a, a you mm-hmm. said time time stamps are tough, but you know, do you see this career working out for me? You consult with the spirit guides to give you uh, insight into that. Is that right?
1: Yes. And also, it, my readings go pretty deep on, on a soul level. So when someone, for instance, asks me, um, I want to start a new business, will I be successful? And then they will say yes or maybe no, but they will explain what that person can do best. Or they're also very specific about people around us who are like snakes, or dishonest Mm -hmm. and so they give warnings especially in in businesses um or get a new accountant because he's not honest it goes pretty deep and i love the 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 complexity of the readings it's not complex but it's like really thorough and i always recommend people to record it because it's it's a lot of information
0: if you'd like to find out more about what Barbara does, you can visit her website, com And her book called My Most Memorable Psychic Readings and Personal Stories is available on the website also at amazon.com worldwide. Uh, and it's a reader's favorite award winner. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Filled with some interesting stories. Barbara Bandel, our guest on the Big Time Talker podcast, brought to you by friends at speakermatch.com. Um, is there a story that maybe sticks out to you uh, from all the years you've been doing this as the most unusual uh, reading that you've done?
1: The firefighter is number one. Okay. Um, and I, what comes to mind right now is, is a man uh, who is diseased and his daughter wanted uh, to have contact with him. And he was um, in his 80s when he died, and he was very funny. These people are are so, they have such a great sense of humor. Really? Uh, it, really, yes. And they like to um, uh, be, because readings can be really heavy, but when they make a joke, it lightens the mood. But he told me that when he was younger, uh, he was learning to become a doctor, and he had to assist and to learn from an operation. And his mentor was a very well dominant man, and and, um, this this diseased man, he saw that his mentor made a mistake during the operation, and the woman, the young woman died on the operation uh, table. And um, he felt so guilty all his life that he didn't say to his mentor, I think he made a mistake. Maybe you can look at it. But he was too scared to say anything. So right. he was, he was, and um so his daughter didn't mention this at all. He 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 started telling me this story. And he told me that shortly after he died, this young woman, this diseased woman, came to visit him in heaven, and she said. I feel so sorry that you have this burden on your shoulder, shoulders your whole life. It wasn't meant to be that I um, would live. It was meant to be that I would die during the operation on the operation table. And so his daughter started to cry because when he was on his sickbed and um, he was so scared to die because he thought God would be angry with him because he didn't say anything during the operation and he had a priest coming he had he wanted the priest to reassure him that he would go to heaven that's how scared he was for not mentioning the mentor's mistake so his daughter was delighted that he met this young woman and everything's fine now I find that amazing I really find that amazing yeah do you,
0: These these guides that you talk about, these spirit guides, is that, uh, the term that, that I hear a lot is guardian angels. I have a guardian angel looking over me. Is yeah. there is that the same thing? Is that similar, you think?
1: Yeah, that's similar. You can uh, say spirit guides or angels, whatever you want.
0: It's you mentioned the same. In the story that you, you just told, uh, that the gentleman was, was nervous, he wouldn't go to heaven. What is your concept of, of heaven and hell are those you know real literal places? That, that tell me what what insight you've gotten from your spirit guides about heaven and hell.
1: Um, there is no hell. Um, having said that, when we die, we get to see our entire life. How did we make people feel? Did we hurt people? Did we make people happy? And there is something called karma. So everything you did, you have to um, receive as well. So I was thinking immediately about, let's say, Hitler, and mm-hmm. uh, when he had to relive his life, when he died. That must have taken him a long time to feel how he, these six million Jews, how he made every one of them feel. So I think he's got quite some karma. So there isn't a hell, but you, you have to pay. And it can also be in a good way. When you're a good person and you are aware of what you're doing, that comes back to you too. So you can create your own hell by the way you live.
0: And you, you mentioned a, a well-known, really bad guy. Can you go and and find a specific person or do they need to present themselves to you? You know, if I'm a big fan of the three stooges and then, and, you know, I wanted you to go find Moe, Larry or Curly, did mm-hmm. you find a specific person or, or does it work that way?
1: No, I, yes. And when I cannot uh, find that person, I always have my guides because they have contact with them, because they're in heaven too. So they can give me information about that person. Yes, that's possible.
0: Wow, interesting. The um, uh, same concept, can you block really bad uh, spirits from, from coming to you? You, you talked about uh, you know the, the scary thing that happened to you when you were a little girl. Do yeah. your spirit guides keep the bad guys away?
1: During readings, yes, but during my personal life, no, because I have my lessons to learn as well. So sometimes I do meet people I wish I didn't, but live and learn.
0: Wow. Here's another question that's come in uh, from our Facebook chat uh, for Zoom into Books, and we're simulcasting today uh, live on Facebook Live with Zoom into Books, as well as our big-time talker podcast podcast. Here's something I don't even know what this means, but I bet you do. They uh, want to know, Barbara, do you have experience with astral projection? Astral projection—any idea what that is?
1: I I know about astral travel. Um, we do that every night. Every one of us, we leave our bodies when we sleep. That's astral travel. But astral projection—no, I I've never heard of that.
0: Dreams. Are dreams different than th- the visions that you receive?
1: Sometimes people have uh, like psychic dreams, mm-hmm. um, but often it's our subconscious who tries to work through the the um, events we live through when we are awake. So it it, it differs.
0: Do you remember your dreams?
1: Hardly. Hardly. I once had an app on my phone that records when you start to talk in your sleep. Right. And I heard <laughs> saying myself weird things. Um, so I, I I know I'm dreaming, but I can't remember them. Can you? I have an
0: app like that on my phone, Barbara, but it, it records a chainsaw. There's someone with a chainsaw in the room every night when I sleep. Or at least that's what my <laughs> snoring sounds like. Oh, really? Barbara Van a said yesterday, her book is called My Most Memorable Psychic Readings and Personal Stories. She's a psychic medium based in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Um, but you do something that's pretty interesting to me, because I didn't think that it worked this way. You do um, telephone readings or, or readings on apps like WhatsApp um, for people from all over the planet. So you don't actually have to, to touch them, be in the same room with them. So... So how does that work electronically?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's the photo. So I get someone's photo and then I tune in. And then um, my guides, who are always on the right side of my body, they um, tell me and then I repeat what they say. So I, I literally have the easiest job on earth. I just repeat what they say. But I do need a photo. It's like um, bringing the connection in. Um, and then everything happens
0: so if it's a if they want to speak to a deceased person it's a photo of the deceased person yes. if they want information about themselves and something's going to happen to them in the future then it would be a photo of that person is that right
1: yeah or their voice a voice but with a deceased person that's impossible of course right. but right. with right. Um, with the living uh, a voice is also enough their voice
0: I have to ask you, with all due respect, how you handle skeptics, people that say, this is nonsense, it's all made up. Yeah. You know, the, the famous magician Harry Houdini spent, you know, uh, most of his fortune and a great amount of his time back in the 1920s trying to yeah. to disprove psychic mediums, and, and other folks have down through the years. What do you say to folks that are skeptical about uh, your gift?
1: I'm old now. <laughs> So, <laughs> now I say nothing, but when I was younger, um, I started to defend myself, but y- there's no use in defending because everyone's entitled to believe what they want. Right. So, the minute I I figured this out, that it, it's their opinion and they have, uh, they're have entitled to their opinion, I could let it go. So but the far- it doesn't bother me anymore.
0: Yeah. It doesn't bother you at all.
1: No, just... not anymore. And I think that's the nice part of, of, of growing older.
0: Good for you. Good for you. You just let that roll right off your back. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had, you mentioned um, when you had this connection with the, the firefighter from nine 11, that you had a best friend who was a journalist who helped you, you know, line up a link to all the photos of the firefighters. And you went on to mention that your best friend, the journalist, is now deceased. Have you had conversations with that best friend now that, that he or she has passed over?
1: I I did. And she passed over um, a year and a half ago. Um, She was very young. Her son, uh, he committed suicide. Hmm. And she died a year and a half later. And when her son committed suicide, I could talk to him so easily. And I used to talk with my friend every Thursday for hours. And it, it, he was such an intelligent young man. He was 30 when he committed suicide. He just couldn't deal with the world. And so he gave so much information about COVID that was coming about uh, the war in the Ukraine and he was very into politics and he even talked about um, New Zealand uh, something with an earthquake and that happened a couple of months later so and then she his mother became ill and she was very afraid to die she said what if I end up in a a gray zone. What if I don't see my son again? And that broke my heart. So I said, how can I help you? Um, Maybe I can walk with you as far as possible to guide you when you're dying. And so she, she discussed with her doctor that she, she was suffering a lot. She had cancer in a really aggressive way. And, um, so in the Netherlands, we can. Um, what's the English word? I think it's. Can you help me with that one? When you ask for the doctor to help you die,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. you go into hospice or palliative care. You, you stop having uh, care. Yeah.
1: No, but really, with you take a drink.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. So that's still very controversial in America uh, and we,
1: here as well. And, and there has to be some criteria and, and then you're allowed to, um, well, basically commit suicide. That's what they yeah. say. But so, yeah. yeah, so I knew exactly what time she was going to die. And so I went into meditation to, got, to ha- be with her in, in my mind. But I fell asleep. I fell in a very deep sleep. And when I woke up, it was a couple of hours passed. And it felt like I'd run a marathon. And um, an hour later, I heard her voice and I, she said, I'm here, I'm here, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she said that I had to give a message to her husband. Now, she died that afternoon and she was full of life uh, that evening, that same evening. And she said one of the dogs, she had a couple of dogs and right. she said one of, one of the dogs is acting weird And she said, that's because the dog can see me and he's following me around in the house. And then her husband texted me that evening that she passed away calmly. Um, I already knew, but I didn't want to bother him. I I waited for him to text me. Uh, And I said, I already had contact with her. And I told her the story about the dog. And he said, that's so right. He said, I didn't know what, what was wrong with the dog. So that was really lovely to have her uh, alive and kicking uh, hours after she died. That was really beautiful. But still, I miss her.
0: Of course. Because
1: the human side of me wants to hug her and, and call her. Um, yeah. I think we all want to do that.
0: Of course. Barbara Vandell yeah. is our guest today. Psychic medium whose book is called My Most Memorable Psychic Readings and Personal Stories. It's a reader's favorite award winner. And you can find out more and find out how to get readings and more information at barbarathemedium.com. And lots of really interesting stuff on the website too. Um, What you know how to do, is it, in your mind, is it a gift or is it a burden? I mean, if you could turn it off and... Not have this thing happening and just have a normal life like everybody else, would you
1: never never it, it's a gift um, i know the thought that i that it would be turned off, I think my life would be empty because it's really it it, it gives so much when you can give so much to people it's so fulfilling and no, no, never. I would never turn it off. Never, ever.
0: There were a couple of movies. Uh, they're not current movies, but but that seem to be pretty close to what it is that you do or what you talk about. One was called The Gift with Kate Blanchett. The other was The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment. Are either of those films uh, sort of right on the money to to what you do, or or is there another way that we could look at it and, and get a glimpse of what your life is like?
1: I haven't seen The Gift. Is, is it worth looking? It is? I, I, loved, I love I love Keanu Benchons. Reeves.
0: He plays a bad guy, and he's good.
1: Oh, Keanu Reeves. Okay, I'm going to watch. Um, <laughs> I hear that a lot
0: what? from ladies when I mention Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: That's okay.
1: Uh uh and then the sixth sense the, the first time I saw that movie it was um in a theater and I I thought the director um I think his name is he has a very long name. Yeah, uh, Nigh-
0: Yes.
1: Yes, thank you. Um I thought he must have talked spoken to to psychic mediums because some details are so accurate. And I've seen it a million times. And every time um, the, the, near the end when he's in the car with that other great actress, what's her name? Oh. Plays his mother.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: She's brilliant. And with the bumblebee necklace and that he sees that, um, the woman who got killed on the bike. Well, that's exactly how it is. That's exactly how it is. It makes me cry every time, that movie.
0: So we'll need to go back and rewatch the Sixth Sense and get an inside peek into uh, Barbara Vandel's yeah. life. Um, other family members that you have have this gift. Is it something that that is hereditary or genetic?
1: Yeah, it, it runs in the family, and and um I have a sister, and but she's more down to earth. She's like, I'm not. Don't want to investigate it. I don't want to be bothered by spirits. She she leads a normal life so to say and my parents they used to work with an ouija board way before long before i was born and um they had all kinds of neighbors uh every weekend um with candles and things so yeah it runs in the family
0: do you do that do you do the ouija board thing no
1: no 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 i'm scared of things like that and um my father, at some point, he, he wanted to stop with the Yuichi board because um, sometimes they made fun, the, the spirits they made fun of, the people in the room. And my father had a really bad feeling. And I, I'm happy he stopped because you, you never know who's coming through. You never know who you're inviting. And you don't want that in your house because they can live in your house forever. You don't want that. You, too, you should take that very seriously. So I'm glad they stopped before I was born.
0: Do you consider yourself a religious person, a spiritual person, when you think about yourself?
1: I believe. I do believe. I believe in a higher power. I believe in source energy. I believe in that we return. When we die, we return to something, and then we understand everything and people some people call it god or um mohammed or i think it's all the same i think we believe we all believe in the same thing actually some people might disagree but
0: but that's your take on it um and yeah. and what is your take on uh when you cross over to the other side and and you might lose um, you know you, you do lose your physical body do you also lose uh you know the pains the sickness and do you do you, you know as a spirit are you a certain age I always wonder about that if you know my grandfather lived to be 96 but am I going to connect with my you know 96 year old grandfather or my grandfather was a young strapping World War one uh, soldier mm-hmm.
1: uh probably probably the the, the young often they show themselves to me when they were at their best. So for a lot of spirits that is around uh, between 30 and 40, 45, unless of course they died young. Um, And I think I would do the same. I would show myself like (laughs) a young and (laughs) wouldn't you? Um, If I had the choice, sure. Yeah. And you take your personality with you. And yes, you mentioned, are you free from pain? Yes, some people say, oh, I can dance again. And they dance around my room and show them how good they can do the cha-cha-cha and everything, and yeah. And they have a lot of humor also. I mentioned that already, but it's true. So I think it's pretty, they, they have a lot of fun upstairs. A lot of fun
0: sounds like mm. you have a lot of fun downstairs talking to them as well
1: Oh yes, I do, yeah, yeah,
0: what, what is the biggest misconception people have about this? I'm sure that you know I'm asking you lots of questions, but people get it totally wrong so what do what do people get totally wrong about what you do?
1: that you should leave people who are diseased alone, that you cannot interrupt or interfere um And that's not true because when, when, let's say one day you'll die, let's say over 100 years, you want to be with the people you love who are still on earth. You want to help them. uh, You want to give them, help them wherever you can. So there is no um, sleep. Of course, they rest, but they want to be where they feel loved. And that's here on earth. So it's only the body we leave behind, but the rest is exactly the same as as when we're talking now. When we die, we're the same. You're still that funny, hardworking man, and I'm still having bad hair days. (laughs) (laughs) Your hair is... Probably probably not, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. When, uh, when you sat down to write this book, because that, you know, writing a book is a tough thing. It's, it's like, I've heard, and some people say it's like giving birth to a baby because you really have to yeah. sort of peel back the layers of that onion and, and go back and, and remember these things. What was your writing process? Was it that, was it, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, you know, concentrate and write these stories or did they all just come flowing out? Tell me about the process of the book.
1: Well I didn't want to write a book I wanted to write stories so that my great great grandchildren when they live on mars and they have nothing to do they can't go outside that <laughs> they can read that they can read who I was sure but then um my sister said but Barb the- these stories are beautiful maybe there's an audience for your stories and then I thought yeah maybe she's right so I started to write more and and one story led to another story because I we forget a lot of stories I don't know if that's my memory but we forget a lot of beautiful things that happened but one story made me remember another story and another and another so that was my writing process and and it's true it's a real um especially the editing I think I found the editing the most difficult thing to do. And you, it's, I, you feel naked. When someone else reads your book, you feel completely naked.
0: Well, sure. You left it all on, as they say back here in the States, you left it all on the table. You didn't hold anything back. Exactly. You um, yeah. Do you think there's a second book in you? Because uh, with all these readings, there must be amazing stories.
1: Oh, yeah. My guys, yesterday they said when you're 57, and I, I'm almost uh, September 22nd, I'm 56. They said, when you're 57, we'll write another book with you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I um, just finished this one.
0: You're going to let this one marinate a little bit before you write the next yeah, one.
1: A long time.
0: Well, you must uh, have been very grateful to win the Reader's Favorite Award. Congratulations on that. That means it's Thank connected.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Proud as can be.
0: The book we're talking about is Barbara Vandell's first. It's my most memorable psychic readings and personal stories. She's a psychic medium based in the Netherlands. Um, You've been very gracious with your time. Before you go, though, if someone really wants to do this and they're intrigued by this conversation, maybe they've seen it online, maybe they listen to the podcast, they want to contact you. They go to your website. And then what happens? How does it work?
1: I have several uh, readings. So I have a, a psychic reading when you want to know the future. I have a mediumship reading when you want to have contact with diseased loved ones or when you want to know who your guides are. And then I have a combination reading with um, diseased loved ones and a talk about your future, all um, subjects in life. But I also have like a personal soul script and that talks about uh, describes uh, your past lives the common thread why you were born again what is your soul mission and all the talents that want to come to the surface in this lifetime um, and email readings as well and the guys are so loving and so soft and careful towards everyone and there's fun and it's, it's lovely to experience.
0: Yeah. If someone wants to kind of get a handle on, on what it's like, there's a, uh, a medium here in, in the United States who has a TV show on Netflix, Tyler Henry. Is, is it similar to what you might see if you were to watch that show? Does it work? Yeah. As- yeah.
1: yeah. And, and um, I don't know if they added a lot. I do notice that my guides go really deep into the the soul your soul because everyone's unique of course and then give you tips and tools to well have a better life or the things that bother you or things you find difficult they gave like tailor-made tools especially for you
0: well you know we may have to have you back on uh again and enable a way for folks to send their photos and and you can maybe give them some insights. That would be lovely. We'd love to have you back anytime. Barbara Bandel, our guest today, is the author of my most memorable psychic readings and personal stories. And I made it the entire broadcast without asking you for winning lottery numbers, so I feel like I've accomplished something. Yes. I'm sure you're sick of that that question.
1: Yes. Yes. Thanks for (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much.
0: You bet. Thank you to our show sponsor, SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau and our friends at Headline Books for letting us jump into their Zoom into Books video broadcast, Kathy and Ashley and the whole gang there. We love you. We thank you so much. And thank you for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. I'm Burke Allen. Go on and make it a great day. Bye, everybody. Bye.